77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Art Gallagher is a political consultant, Republican strategist, one of the smartest people in New Jersey politics. Art, welcome and Happy New Year to you. David, thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be on the uh, New Jersey Globe Power Hour. Thank you. And and so tell me, Art, what does is, what is 2022 look like for New Jersey Republicans? Well, uh, the conventional wisdom right now is it's going to be a good year, but uh, for New Jersey Republicans, and and one would think for national Republicans, but you know the if we went back, you know we're 11 months away from Election Day, and if we went back a year ago to uh, January of 2021 and said that uh, you know Phil Murphy would almost lose, it would be you know within three or four points of of losing the governorship, and that Steve Sweeney would um, be voted out of office, and the New Jersey Republicans would pick up several legisl- seats in the legislature, everybody would have laughed. So right now, Republicans are feeling pretty good about their chances. Uh, I'm one of the few people who are saying, don't take anything for granted. Um, and, you know, keep working hard and turn over every stone. And, um, the, and you, there's, you know, things, are, things look good right now, but it's a long time away. And, I, and you've, you've, you and I have talked about this. I've been, been saying this for four years. I sort of, I sort of joke, uh, but, but, but I, I wasn't really trying to be funny as much that New Jersey had a vibrant two-party system. It's just that Republicans weren't, were not one of them. Uh, uh, I'm, you don't agree with me on that, and I'm not so sure I agree with myself on that after after 2021. Well, I I, um, I don't agree that New Jersey's necessarily a liberal state. You know, the uh, I believe it's a purple state in terms of ideology, um, but in terms of um, it's definitely a democratic state in terms of power. Um, the you know the Republican Party in New Jersey has has um, you know it's has has hasn't done a good job um, winning elections and. Uh, and you know that's just a fact, and I think they they could win more so if they didn't take things take things for granted. So and let's that, you know, let's talk about where thing. let's talk about where Republicans can win. What's what's the battleground look like? I mean, we are we are you know now now looking at a map that the Democrats drew, and, and despite the Republican protest, I don't know what the courts are going to do, uh, but but John Wallace picked a Democratic map. What is what does that landscape look like? Well, I think um, I, I think the the, Mal, the most interesting district, and it's no surprise, is going to be uh, the Malinowski District Seven, where um, you know became a lot more friendly to the Republicans. Tom Kane lost by one percent um, in the old with the old map in 2020, and he's been, he's been working hard, has raised a lot of money, hasn't raised Malinowski's kind of money, but Malinowski hasn't even said if he's going to run for re-election yet. And I think that's a flip of the coin if he does or not. Um, so I sort of get the impression he is from, you know, if, if, if no, for no other reason than yesterday, Malinowski said he raised $900,000 in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's a that's a huge haul. That's a great fundraising performance. And he's got $2.7 million in the bank. 
it was a good, you know he's he's got a lot of money. It was, it was and he was raising a lot of money because he know he knows he almost lost, but most of that money was raised, um, perhaps all of it before the map, you know. So I don't think the amount of money that he has raised is going to be the determining factor in this decision. I think it'll be um, he'll decide. You know, does he think he can win? Does he want to put himself through it? Uh, and um, and if he does, he'll keep raising more money and. Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic machine will help him raise more money and he'll have a competitive race. But, you know, you don't need two, three, four million dollars to win a congressional seat. And, um, you know, Tom, you know, sometimes Kane spent about six million last time. Yeah, they spent six million. But how much did Kane spend? About, you know, they 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 stay competitive. You talk about what the National Party put in. That was one of their targets. But. And and Art, yeah, we look. It'll still be the target. So so let's let's look at this this seven disgrace because there's been there've been a lot of moving pieces since this since this map came out. Uh, uh, you've had you've had people moving around. Uh, Rick Rick Maida, who was challenging the, the the 2020 Republican U.S. Senate candidate against Cory Booker, was challenging Kane for the nomination. He's He's now moving to a Middlesex Monmouth district. Uh, Assemblyman Eric Peterson, conservative assemblyman, is getting in. There's talk about Phil Rizzo moving from the 11th to the 7th. I, I don't. I don't really know if I pay as much attention to this Rizzo mania as, as other people do. But is, uh, is is Kane going to be the nominee there? I think he will, especially if Rizzo and Peterson both get in. They'll split the conservative, the you know the the far right conservative vote. And 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 Keen will get the conservatives. They'll get he'll get the establishment, and they'll get the um, the moderate Republican vote. Um, I think Keen beats Peterson in a head to head, and I think he beats Rizzo in a head to head. If if it if it's only um, if it's if it is a head to head instead of a three way. So I think Rick Meta was getting a lot of pressure, um, probably to get out and to clear the field for um, for Tom Kane. But you know, Rick has not made a lot of friends in the um, in the Republican establishment, and um, he's 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 not going to be the nominee in six. And so that's that's becoming that's right now as, as I see it a three way race. I mean, you had uh, you had Tom Toomey from the eleventh district. He had been running against Mikey Sherrill. He now wants to run against Frank Pallone. Sue Kiley, who who won a landslide victory for reelection as a Monmouth County commissioner. Uh, last year, uh, my my understanding is she's going to announce pretty soon for that race, uh, and she's she's got a a real base. Is I mean, but that's a Democratic district. Is Frank Pallone beatable there? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, Anna Little came close in 2010, which was the last wave. Uh, Sue's campaign that there's com- is confident that Sue Kiley's campaign is confident that there's going to be a tsunami in um, in, in across America, and that. She'll win, but it's an uphill battle. Um, Sue Kiley, Monmouth County um, Commissioner and Deputy Director of the Monmouth County Board of Commissioners, is very likely to be the nominee. She's got the establishment support in Monmouth County, and I think I expect that she'll have it in Middlesex County as well. Uh, I think the you know the fact that there's district shopping. Toomey grew up in the district in, in Aberdeen, but lives up in the 11th. I think uh, Rick Met has been shopping districts. Um, for the for the last month, he looked at the third, he looked at the fourth, he looked at the the, the seventh, eleventh, and you know I think he lives in the eleventh. Um, 
but he's you know he's still cleaning up his his U.S. Senate campaign um, from from over a year ago. You know he's 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 still answering inquiries from the Federal Election Commission, and uh, and his his answers are not responsive. So I don't you know I I think Rick is is not doing himself any favors, uh, and you know he's Sue's, Sue's going to be the nominee because she's got the best chance against Frank Pallone. It's a heavy lift against Frank Pallone. It is. It's Sue a tough race. Well I mean, I've, I've been watching people try and beat Pallone for, for 36 years. It just... Yeah. It, you know, it, and, and he's, he, is, he is one solid campaigner. He is. He's tough. He's under, he's, he, people underestimate him. And, um, he, you know, he, he's taking it seriously. He started social media advertising already. So he, he's anticipating a, um, a wave a red wave, you know, what it's, what the, what the, the campaign is going to look like in September, October, and November is anybody's guess at this point. So what, what about Andy Kim? I mean, this is that, that was, that was the one that everybody thought, I mean, Jack Cittarelli had won that district by, by 14 percentage points. His new district, uh, uh, Phil, Phil Murphy got, got almost 51% of the vote is, is Kim in, I mean, he's clearly in better shape there. Well, yeah, uh, Kim's in better shape in the um, in, in the third, in the new third, uh, assuming that map stands, and I think it will. Um, he's, 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 they definitely gerrymandered that district for yeah. him and to make it more of a friendly district. But 50, 51% is not a healthy margin getting back to Pallone. I think um, Murphy only won the sixth district, the new sixth district, by 53%. So... People are looking at those districts because it looks competitive. People see an opportunity to. Um, and this is Joe Biden, right? I mean, this is the effect of the historical effect of a Democratic president and and Republicans likely to pick up seats in a Democratic president's midterm. And just like um, the Democrats picked up seats in the uh, the Trump midterm. Exactly. You know, it's, Four it, of it's them. A very, it's a very historical tra- um, trend. And the. The, it's not good for the country, but Republicans are happy about it. The, Biden's got a problem. So let you me know, ask you. I want to ask you more problem. about the, th- and I want to ask you more about the third before because we're because we're running out of out of time quickly as as always happens when you and I speak. This yeah. this third district it, it goes from Bass River to Homedale, and for people who who understand Jersey terminology, it runs from Exit Fifty. On the Garden State Parkway to exit one fourteen, how is that not gerrymandering? Oh, it's, it is gerrymandering. It is. They they broke the. He was the biggest priority. The biggest priority of the Democrats to protect him. Uh, the Democrats also wanted to make the fourth district more Republican because they're tired of losing to Chris Smith. They've they've tried two cycles in a row now to uh, import a candidate who promised to raise some money. And, uh, and and but they they don't want to deal with them anymore. So Chris so, Smith's uh, district, you know, solidly Republican. No, I don't think any yeah. Democrat is is going to take that one. Uh, but Smith now has some competition in the Republican primary. Mike Crispy, who's a a, a well known uh, conservative podcaster, uh, got in the race this week. He's he's going to challenge him. There's there's some other there's some other candidates. One of them, one of the the candidates got out of the race yesterday and endorsed Smith. Are you, uh, are you, are you worried about Smith's ability to keep this district? Not at all. 
Um, Mike, you know, Mike Crispy's own people are only concerned about Mike Crispy because Roger Stone is is making some money consulting for him. Um, both Mike Crispy and Phil Rizzo should consider running in the eighth district where they have ties. Crispy lives there, um, and Rizzo has a, a church there or had a church there. And um, that's a whole nother conversation about the, that church, but. It is a whole other conversation <laughs> about that church, which is why Rizzo really isn't a serious candidate, yeah. and Crispy isn't really either. Um, I no, but you can't say that. Rod, I mean, Roger Roger Stone is is good at this. You can't no dismiss. You can't you can't dismiss Mike Crispy's chances because he's got you know. I, I, I think he's strengthened by Roger Stone. He wouldn't even be in the race if it wasn't for Roger Stone. Roger Stone, they got to know each other because he went on his podcast a couple times. But I, nobody knows who Crispy is. He lost for Freeholder, came in fourth in a four-way race in, in 2017, then left the district, moved to Weehawken. But, you know, I called around today because I thought it might be, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm at the tail end of the baby boom generation in my age. I started calling my friends in their 20s and, and said, did you ever hear this guy, Crispy, before he declared to, to move that he was running in, in the fourth? Yeah, this is going to be a good one to watch. And Unfortunately, our, 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 our time's come up, but, but I'll tell you, Chris Smith underestimated for, for 42 years, so I would never, ever count him out. I've been speaking to Art Gallagher, Republican political consultant. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. And you have been listening to New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.